0: This is the Ring of Honor, aka Shane T, boy. The baddest champion you've ever seen, boy. This is Mr. Anderson. This is good old JR Jim Roth, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Power! Power! we got a new world champion! That might be one of the
1: craziest knockouts I've ever seen in my life. Knockouts and Three Counts is the podcast, baby, to real deal, baby! Knockouts and Three Counts starts now.
0: It's another Tuesday. This is Knockouts and Three Counts. I have survived another day of sling in the mail, and that means we're on countdown T minus one day till I get out of this bitch and get on a plane and head to Nashville. And Viva Las Vegas, I'm headed to SummerSlam. Mega Ran, Captain Caveman himself, Derek. You better be ready, homeboy, because I am looking to have a good time. And then Sunday, I'm sliding my way down to Extreme Couture to go train over there with past guests of the show, Justin James, and maybe Cody Stamen, and who the fuck else knows. So that's why you got to hit that subscribe button in that bottom right-hand corner so that you don't miss any of my adventures in Vegas. And I'm going to get to see my little sister do her fucking wedding thing. So it's going to be a pretty dope-ass, uh, pretty dope-ass weekend. I'm just ready to get Wednesday over with. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. So, how are y'all Cheers fellers doing, Corey? How the fuck are you today?
2: I'm doing okay. I'm glad to have another one of these August days out of the books. I, like I had stated on last week's show, am very much ready for this fucking August heat to be over. As a man that works outside, I'm fucking over it, uh, flat out. Uh, <laughs> but other you it here I,
3: first. I, he hates said, summer. Huh? I said you here here first. He hates summer.
2: No, I actually, I actually love summer. I just hate working nope. outside in like 85 plus degree heat and sweating my balls off all day. It's not necessarily a fun thing. Um, but that being said, I'm, I'm doing good on this uh, Tuesday, ready to get this one in the books. Exciting to see what your uh, adventures take you on.
0: Yeah, man. I'm, uh, like I said, I've got a lot to say about what's going to go on uh, this week, but making his debut on the show we are also joined by our buddy dom foolery over here who tells me he has a lot to say when it comes to things with the nature boy and rick flair and all that good stuff we've got a lot to talk about dom thanks for joining us thanks uh for how me. you feeling tonight brother man i
3: can't complain as long as i'm corona free right
0: i mean that's a pretty that's a pretty good statement right now all things considered but <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's the one thing i miss about this pandemic people ask me how you're doing and i that's that's gonna get taken away from me you know i, I just anyways
2: well don't, so, don't wish too hard because the way that things are going you might get the second third fourth and fifth time around oh it's it's, it's it's already
3: here also. i i i mean are we really gonna get let this show go off the rails we're gonna talk about college football and how games are gonna be canceled and like, i I don't see us having football this year. Like I was expecting this to be our big comeback to sports and wrestling. And I think all of that is going to get taken away from us, but whatever. Hey, hey, hey,
0: shut the fuck up because <laughs> they were already talking about that with SummerSlam and I'm supposed to be doing commentary for some college wrestling and damn it, if you jinx it,
3: I'm, I'm, be not, really saying as early, I'm not saying as early as SummerSlam. I'm talking fall. All right, I'm, yeah, I'm not the talking tournaments so are in December. I'll be screwed if it's by then. <laughs> I'm just saying, I you got to talk to listeners about that. I don't got it. Hey, man, any of you guys who are tuned seriously. in watching,
0: man, feel free to join in on the conversation. We welcome any and all comments. We ain't scared. And if you're checking this out on the podcast platform, make sure you leave us a five star review. If you do so, I will make sure that it is played here on the show, and we'll shout you out for the reviews. Greatly appreciate you, but without any further ado, I mean, we pretty much let the cat out of the bag. I mean, I've been talking about it for weeks here. We're getting ready to uh, go road tripping again. Got uh, we're headed down. I got Kelsey's wedding in Nashville on Friday, about to get all dressed up, going to be calling. They might be calling me the Nates once I get out of here in this damn tux. Woo! Hey, man, and we're jet flying like them, too, man. Detroit, fucking Nashville, Vegas, and back to Detroit all in the same weekend. We're making towns in this bitch. But it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a good time. And uh, shout out to our friends from Pele Pro Wrestling who are teaming up and running a show that Friday in Las Vegas. So if you're there before uh, SummerSlam and all that stuff, make sure you go and check out the homies from Pele Pro Wrestling. I mean, they are bringing in some huge names over there. I mean, any of you guys that have been watching us for a while know that we rock heavy with Shane Taylor Promotions from Ring of Honor over here. Well, con of the Soldiers of Savagery are, is coming to Pele Pro, which can only mean in due time. I got a feeling the homie Shane T might be making his way over to uh, Pele Pro, and they've also mentioned that they're bringing in past guests to the show. He isn't going by Kurt motherfucking Stallion no more, but Stallion Rogers is back on the scene now that he's gone from NXT, so I'm looking forward to that, and they picked up Alex Zane for this show. So if you're in the Texas area you got to check out the homies from Pele Pro Wrestling. But like I said, I'm headed down to Vegas. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. SummerSlam actually is the last one of the big five that I've never gotten to go to. I've been to the Royal Rumble. I've been to a bunch of WrestleManias. I've been to Survivor Series. But SummerSlam, as most people know, is generally, um, uh, you know, generally SummerSlam is always a hot, uh, you know, a warm weather month, pay-per-view so most of the time they're not coming to detroit so uh i've never gotten to see SummerSlam. so even though this card doesn't have all the hype necessarily i'm still looking forward to being there i'm excited to go in and checking out this uh new las vegas raiders stadium i'm looking forward to uh i'm gonna
3: go there one day
0: hey man you gotta go check out the death star you gotta check out is, death that, star. is that the name of
3: the club is that's that the what club i think that's stadium? what they
0: call the arena did you, you hear they
3: have a club inside of the stadium well like a literal dance club inside the stadium
0: sounds like i might have to be nation in this bitch when we get in uh when we get in the arena come you, Saturday. Gotta be,
3: you gotta be in there full robe, full robe. i need to see pictures of you in full robe.
0: hey man i got uh i've got the perfect fit for uh I've got the perfect fit for come SummerSlam. Shout out to the homies at RSVLTS. Their button downs are dope. If any of you guys saw what I had on when we went to the XFC fights, hey, first of all, shout out to all of you guys that took the time to stop us, to tell us that you enjoy watching the show. That shit means the world. We greatly appreciate you. Shout out to our friend Kathy from Twisted Tumblers. You check out that sweet ass cup. Got my name on the back of it. Corey got one too. So, hey, if you're in the mood for that kind of thing, Hit up Kathy, get you a twisted tumbler. But like I said, man.
1: How, how I'm long looking do forward I to it because
0: uh my outfit's gonna be a little too sweet. Pulling out that uh NWO Wolfpack button down might pull out the Jordan ones. We about to be crispy over there at the Death Star.
3: But NWO button down.
0: NWO Wolfpack button down, sir. It's got uh it's got Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Luger on there. It might have Savage hey, hey, on
3: there too. You're going to need to send me a snapshot of that later. I need to see this. Hey, dude, the picture (laughs) of it
0: from the fights is already out. But, man, that's why you got to make sure you're following us at all these social medias because I have plenty of content to come for you. The last time when I went to go get this dope tattoo from past guests of the show, Lindsey Snow, we ran into WWE Swerve Scott. So you never know who we might run into in Vegas. And like I said, on Sunday, I'm going to go get my ass kicked at randy couture's gym extreme couture with the homies from the ufc and a guy that we're good friends with over here on this show mr scared money don't make no money himself justin james so uh yeah man i am really looking forward uh to this weekend but like i said we got SummerSlam coming up on a saturday first of all uh dom since you are new here i'll ask this to you first what are your thoughts a- on SummerSlam moving over to Saturday? Do you think it's a smart move, a bad move? Do you think it'll bite them in the ass? For those of you who are joining the uh, stream, we're discussing why them putting uh, what we think about them putting SummerSlam on Saturday. If you wish it was still on Sunday, you know, let us know in the comments. But uh, Dom, what are your thoughts on uh, SummerSlam moving days?
3: a uh, Saturday. I you got to wonder—is this uh, a pattern they picked up off of AEW? Because they're, they're doing theirs on Saturdays. Uh, are is there? Do they feel that they would be more successful? I'm more interested to know why WWE decided to do it on a Saturday. But I, I don't think it's... It depends on the person. It's, it's warm weather in the summer. You're probably going to be out on a Saturday night. I think it might be better to do... Yeah, for SummerSlam, it probably would be better on a Sunday. Um, but in say survivor series or royal rumble where it's a winter month less people are out yeah saturday probably be better because you don't have to be up early for work in the morning you know what i mean but uh on uh in the summer you're probably you might be outside enjoying you know whatever's outside just the good weather but uh i mean it i don't know it will hurt it that much either i don't think if you want to buy SummerSlam, you're gonna buy SummerSlam. It's not like we're talking about a TV rating here,
1: yeah.
3: So, so, Corey, um, you know, I for me
0: personally, I thought that some of the reasoning as to why they moved SummerSlam to Saturday could be because a number one, they didn't know when they were going to be able to get back in an arena or anything, but number two. Uh, what up Jay bone, homie, J bone from the J bone show coming in, in the comments, good move, a good way to set the party tone. Plus it's, uh, plus it's Vegas this weekend generates more visitors. Just my opinion. Hey dude, we like the opinions out here. I can't wait to get to Vegas and I agree with you on that one. I think it does bring more eyes. And I personally think that the reason why they were doing this, and this is why I pass this over to you, Corey, uh, I think that the reason why they moved it to Saturday is for those of you who don't follow combat sports close enough, originally on Saturday it was supposed to be Manny Pacquiao versus Errol Spence Jr., which, oh, right. oh my God, that is that? Canceled. Well, yeah, because Errol Spence got hurt. So now Manny Pacquiao yeah, is going to fight Ugas. Sense. And, man, I tell you, dude, that's such a blow for boxing because, man, I don't know what it is about Manny Pacquiao. I don't know. I mean, how old the guy is, whatever does it, that guy still can scrap now and beat like some of the best guys in the world. So to have him come in against a guy like Errol Spence, who Errol Spence was coming off of a gnarly ass injury like that, I was looking forward to it because that's one thing that we've talked about multiple times on this show that uh, is missing a lot of times from boxing as opposed to uh, MMA and the the antics. Well right, but I mean you're not you don't have the star the stars in boxing like you do as right. much too. So Corey, what do you what do you think about that? Do you think that played something into why we're on Saturday and do you think this is a good move for WWE?
2: Well, I wouldn't imagine that would play into it because you said that was originally slated for Saturday as well, so it wouldn't make sense that they would shoot for the same day as the event. And well, nobody
0: knew what day it was scheduled for when it first came out. That's why there was so much shock about it being a Saturday, because they've never run SummerSlam on a Saturday.
2: No, I, I thought you, you – I'm talking about the Pacquiao fight. If you were saying that they were trying to schedule it around the Pacquiao fight, then that wouldn't make much sense. But yeah. in the other regards, I think it actually may hurt viewership, if, if, in my personal thoughts, because of the fact now you have to devote a Saturday night to this event, where before it, – it's Most people are home on Sundays, including the quote-unquote casuals, the people that you hope to have by your pay-per-views. Those are the people usually home on a Sunday, where a Saturday they're not going to necessarily devote their time to watching the event, but if they're already home, they would have purchased it. So I I think it may hurt viewership in the casual note. I think the people, like you had noted, most of the people that are going to buy it are still going to buy it because they're the hardcore fans, the people that – Planned on watching it, whether they ran it at nine o'clock in the morning on a Thursday. You know, that that part didn't necessarily matter. They they were interested in it either way. But I think the, the move from the Sunday does hurt a little bit in the casual aspect. See I, now
0: I that's why I want go one second before you make your point, Dom. The only reason why and that's why I brought that question up, because I actually think in the exact opposite. I think them putting on SummerSlam on Saturday may have helped them a bunch for the simple fact that you have to take this into account. SummerSlam is considered one of the big five and arguably the second biggest show of the year. So if you leave that on Sunday, at this point, SummerSlam has basically gotten to the same thing as Royal Rumble and WrestleMania where you're there for four or five hours. Now, from being there, when you're there on a Sunday night and you're there till fucking... It's exhausting. Midnight one o'clock, and you get there at four, dude. That's a long fucking day. Where if you do that on a Saturday, most people will have that Sunday to recover from it. And so, and I think I think the other reason being is as we'll talk about in a little bit when we get into that card, you've got NXT Takeover, which is happening Sunday night, right after uh SummerSlam. So I think it's more to do with the one two punch of them two going together. And I think, with the success like that takeovers had on that takeovers had on uh um what's the word uh takeovers had on Saturdays, I think that's why they're kind of trying to flip it up and uh switch it up and uh look at summerslam but dom, what do you think about that man
3: i I was just gonna ask like how many casual fans are watching the product here and there like on on any of this uh like'cause I'll watch. Little bits, you know, as I'm, I am I put it on with my grandma, and I'll be doing some chores. It keeps her sitting there, and I can have some peace, um, you know, just doing things around the house. So I'll, I'll get caught, and I'll watch a you little piece us. for a minute. But I, I don't I don't watch any of it and think, man, that really makes you want to watch a pay-per-view. I, I don't look at any of this and think a casual Hang on, I can't. Fan. You can't hear anybody. Well, you can't hear me? So
2: I can hear you. Go on
3: okay so I just don't think that you watch any of this stuff as a casual fan and go I gotta I gotta watch SummerSlam I gotta pay five dollars to be able to watch ads I don't know how they how they do that on peacock but you got to pay what five dollars for the ad version and then you pay ten dollars for ad free but I I don't see how there's anything on these shows that makes me want to buy the pay-per-view not not enough to make me want to so yeah, I Kyle. that's why I
2: even Kyle, somebody who's planning on you know, attending the events, kind of said the same thing in the regards of the matchups that where there isn't necessarily anything that stands off the paper. But that's as a right. wrestling fan, what makes you feel that way? I mean, like Kyle says, this is one of the big five. This is something that's a flagship of their brand.
3: Do, what, do why we, isn't
2: that standing off the, off the paper?
3: Uh, I can answer this, and I don't want to be a dead horse because I'm sure you guys have already talked about Bray Wyatt getting fired, but he's the perfect metaphor. He's gotten over twice. He had two gimmicks that he hit and knocked out of the park. I don't remember what that, what exactly he said in that promo when he was talking to John Cena and said, you know, when you you look up at me, you look down at me, like you, you'll see an enemy, you'll see a friend, or you'll see a god, right? Depending on w- what angle you're looking at him from. And when he, he said that, like when he gives promos like that as the eater of worlds, and then they just go, you know what, you're so over, you can start eating pins over and over and over and over again. Next thing you know, it's well. We can't. It ruins the illusion of it. What he arrives, he talks this great talk, and then he he gets pinned. Why should I invest in this character? Right? You got a new talent from NXT. You're excited about that. You you enjoy watching. Prepare for everything you like about them to be stripped away or changed. You see them maybe get pushed, and then you insert random person from past generation over the age of 50 to come in beat them clean ruin their momentum and what thank you for getting your hopes up for two months though when, when okay you john hold
0: on though. No. so to counter what you were just saying so i agree with what you're saying i'm not really such a big fan of uh the goldberg lashley match but you know after the promo they had uh goldberg cut On Monday, maybe not the best promo, but it at least lays out as to why they're doing it. On the flip side of that, I would argue that when you're talking about John Cena versus Roman, I mean, Cena's coming back to, you know, to put whether they're saying or not, he's coming to, you know, he's going to eventually, if it's done right, he's going to end up making Roman walk out of here a bigger star by the time they're done with all that stuff. And my thing is, is why long as
3: Roman keep, is already above and beyond everybody else in the company.
0: yeah. But who else is there really for him? To, I mean, until you build the, that's some more fault. contenders.
3: That, that's I'm not fault. saying it's and not. That's, their, that's why I'm not interested. Is you don't have any? It's Roman and everybody else. It's maybe Drew McIntyre, Lashley, maybe, but it's pretty much Roman and everybody else. Just like it was Cena and everybody else. Just like when it was the when it prior Attitude Era, it was Hogan and then everybody else. I don't like the one guy and then everybody else. And you keep bringing guys back from the past, and you beat new guys. You have part-timers beating full-timers. That doesn't add to any of these guys. It doesn't Why? do anything for them. It Why gets rid of their mistakes. on that
2: route. Why, why, because even as they want a pop rating and they want a viewer, it doesn't make sense to me either. Because the reason why,
0: it. Corey, more than anything, is because when you like he was just starting to say, when you even if you look at Raw, when they just did uh the thing with Lashley and Goldberg on Raw on Monday, I mean, dude, whether you like it or not, and it's sad to say because it should not be this way, but to illustrate to you how much bigger of stars people were back when we were younger in the 90s. Goldberg still had the loudest pop of the night on Raw the other night. The same as John Cena. Right. And so, and here's my thing. With John Cena, it doesn't bother me as much because John Cena's went away. He hasn't, like, bounced in, bounced back. Goldberg, at this point, pretty much every time Goldberg's come in, you know he's either going to face somebody for the title or it's going to be another, you know, like some other big caliber match, which I understand that you're not going to put somebody the caliber of a Goldberg Maybe in a real small match, but you've essentially created the same problem with him as you're, you've created now for uh, Rhea Ripley. Because when Rhea Ripley came up to Raw, yeah, she didn't didn't fight nobody, didn't do nothing, didn't anything, and walks right up, fuck you, I want a title shot. Well, pretty much that's what Goldberg's done. And it's like... Hey, John Cena too. John well, Cena at least with... Up. But at least with Cena, though, I mean, not that Goldberg's not a world champion, but Cena's been gone for a while. He's legitimately been gone
3: right. for a good minute. So why, they're why does he not bringing him to the top? Why does he get the climb to the top? But I'm saying there's a lot
0: more people that would want to see John Cena come back because it's been so long versus a guy like Goldberg, who in the last two or three years, they brought him back three or four times. And then when okay. they did bring him back, when you had the Saudi Arabia show, he damn near killed The Undertaker. So that's, I think, where the difference is. Where Cena, when he comes back, at least like as you, I'm sure you've noticed, (laughs) Dom, like uh, even at all the house shows they're doing right now, they're calling it the Summer of Cena.
3: Yeah. So, like, they're trying to get. I mean, the summer. They're trying to capitalize as much as they can, and because that's the thing, I'm gonna say, go ahead and make your money. Like, I I see that there is money in this Roman Reigns John Cena match because there's nothing bigger they can do short of the Rock. That that would be the match I'd pay to see. Roman and I think that's coming Gow. down the
0: road. I think it's coming down the road. But I think the other reason why this match with Cena is so important is because, granted, yes, it further illustrates the point that Corey's heard me say on this show I don't know how many times. This is why, I mean, when you take these guys from NXT and then you put them on the main roster, why you shouldn't just shit all over them because you've already – here's the thing. Yeah, people, failed, people fail to realize that the people who they are getting from NXT, because you've got minds like a Triple H, a Shawn Michaels, uh, uh Terry Taylor, uh, Matt Bloom, all the names they got down there, when these guys and <clears> girls, for the most part, now there's a few exceptions to every rule, but for the most part, by the time these guys and girls come out of NXT and go to the main roster, you don't really need to change a whole lot. And the problem is, look Vince how many people... Everything but that's exactly my point and and so I feel like that's why this Cena match is so important because it gives Roman a viable opponent who is an actual believable for, thing uh, and for what a month? a couple months and then why maybe so but so you know what means? happens well I mean let's talk about this too I mean what I mean at first I was so dead set that Roman was gonna win and there's no way that Cena was gonna beat him but I mean dude when you really think about it
3: I don't if they were ever like, I don't I don't want to see Cena win. I don't as an old time wrestling fan, I don't want to see anyone break Flair. I don't want to see Cena break Flair's record. So I don't want to see Cena win. And I have no real care to see Roman win. So I, I'm not if not, just like, if not Why? Cena what
0: do you is it just the is it just the record for you or do you you know like is it just the, the record is it's it...
3: the record he's already he, and it's the record he's going elsewhere he's not gonna stay here He's going back to the movies. It's probably the last time he's going to do it. And he's going to beat Ric Flair's record on the way out? Why? Why? Why is that necessary? It's not. But I would like to see, and I'm, if we can change, I can change this uh, you know, topic a little bit. I'd rather see Cena lose to somebody else, not Russell Roman, anybody else. Have Cena lose clean. And then... Either that guy can say, I beat the best of all time. Now I think I can challenge you, Roman, or maybe three, six months down the line if you want Roman to hold on to it for a little while, and he can remind us in a promo. Yeah, I already beat Cena, so I, I, I don't want to prove to you that I can beat you, but I want to do it for me. I want to prove to me that I can beat you. I beat the best of all time and the best of our generation. That would make me worthy of Mount Rushmore, da-da-da-da. Like, that's how I'd like to see Cena used. Build somebody else up to be on Roman's level. Don't just throw him up against Roman. You, but do uh, you
0: don't think that by them having him face Roman now doesn't like if Roman does come out victorious and beats him, you don't think that that puts like a big notch on his belt as far as the title reign? Because I mean, he's already almost at a year as champion, and oh, they man, don't really that's, do that's, lo-
3: that's reputable at, on its own. Like I was, I was champ for a year. That that, and on the way tougher
0: brand if i were roman i'd be hyping up how the competition over there is so much more tougher well since we're talking about the roman reigns match might as well uh give our picks and stuff but Corey, since i know you may not have gotten to check out smackdown uh one of my biggest reasons for wanting uh you know to see this is i feel like the one thing that i feel like nobody can really uh Take away from Cena, whether you like the fact that they're having him against Roman or not. Cena can pull good shit out of people when it comes to like promo battles and stuff, because Cena has the ability to not only you know use real life shit, but using it in a way that it makes sense, but also you know being able to play
3: presence too. Yeah, knows how to work the crowd.
0: Right, and I got a little clip for you guys. For anybody that didn't get to watch SmackDown, you can see a couple little things of the promo that we're getting at because. Hey, man, I never thought in 2021 that we'd be al- they'd be allowed to talk about missionary on live TV, but I mean, hey, we're in 2021. So check out these clips from uh, this uh, Roman and Cena thing. And if any of you guys are in here watching, feel free to let us know in the comments what you think.
2: 20 plus years of missionary might have been good enough for you.
3: But it wasn't good enough for Nikki Bella. problem! You want a compelling
0: story. You want to hypocritically criticize me for saying dick jokes and then bring up sexual positions and a a breakup that I've had. You haven't been embarrassed. You've been protected. This pretty face, those giant bars of soap you got for teeth. You've been protected, Roman. You've been protected by the shield. Hell, you almost ruined Seth Rollins. You ran Dean Ambrose out of WWE. I mean, like I said, dude, it was uh it was interesting because there was also, like I said, you know, you heard uh that line there, but right before that, you know, Roman was talking about uh Cena's line about the missionary and bringing up how he couldn't please Nikki Bella with it. And yeah, so things things were getting a little uh hot and heavy for them. But the reason I brought this promo up is because, to me, it illustrates the difference in what we're seeing on SmackDown versus Raw and why I think SmackDown has, as a whole, the better, has, as a whole, has the better, um, you know, overall show. Uh, J-Bone coming in in the comments again. If Rock comes back at the end of SummerSlam, Roman and Rock can be built all the way to WrestleMania. I mean, dude, I could totally see that. I mean, I'm not uh I'm not opposed to them, you know, making it a little bit quicker because originally I think it was, you know, it was rumored that they wanted to try to do something with rock uh in LA when they do the uh the big stadium out there in LA. But I mean, dude, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, you bring the rock in, ha- however you bring him in, whether that's at the end of SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, whatever it is, think about I would that 18- the family. Right, and you've got AT&T Stadium, which is 100,000 strong. If you were going to pick a stadium to bring him back, the Rocks already wrestled there before and almost ripped the fucking roof off the joint with Bray Wyatt, and they only wrestled for two minutes. So I think if you're going to bring that up and have the story, I'm totally all for it. My only thing is, though, if they bring that back, I just want them to do it in a way where they're able to – like actually tell the story, like give it like a couple months for it to breathe so you can tell the story of Roman and the Rock and why it's so important and let
3: the can Rock I fantasy use... book this for a minute. Go ahead. I would like to, I don't exact like you said, who cares how the Rock comes back? Maybe he comes in after Roman beats Cena and he looks at Cena and then he looks up at Roman and he goes, you know, I hear you've been talking about being the head of the table, but I was carrying the torch before you got here. I'm over there. You're over here. I think you need to be put in your place, and you could have something with that. Maybe you can make a joke on. You're not even really related to me. You're married. This is through marriage. Like I got no qualms beating your ass, and I want to see a divide between the Usos. I want to see one Uso a little mad at Roman. The Rock wins the first one, and Roman saying, "Look." He might have been the head of the household, but is he going to take you to Hollywood? No. This head of the table, the real head of the table, he can make all your DUIs go away. Wow. Some shit shit shots. Some fired. shit like that. And yeah, <laughs> I want flyers, dude.
0: That. I, I don't think that. we're going to get the DUI shots, dude. <laughs> I don't think that's coming. I mean, shout out to Jimmy Uso, bro. <laughs> I'm not hating on you, bro. Everybody's got their past, but my man's has got a few DUIs in the skeleton. But, uh, all right, so we talked about that match. Who are you picking to win? Do you got Cena or do you got Roman? You asking me? Yes.
3: I have Roman, and I, I hope to God it's Roman. I hope to God it's Roman. Okay. All right, Corey, who is it going to be? As a,
2: even as a non-wrestling fan, it wouldn't even like like he is leading to, it wouldn't make sense. Why would you bring somebody on to all of a sudden defeat your highest ranking star just because he was a past star that had done numbers for you? Gotta
1: build
3: the rematch, brother. <laughs> yeah, to, to, do
2: that, do to do that's
3: that, not that not would, be do it. Shitting, would be shitting, would be on the future of your company, yeah. to be quite frank. Yeah. That's, I that's, agree. Like, I
0: think Roman should win too. I'm just saying, would, I wouldn't would be, be surprised. Be, yeah, honestly,
2: no, I. I Unless we don't know something about Cena and he plans on making some masterful return for an extended length of time, there's in my eyes, there's no reason why he should win this
3: match. Well, no, here's the thing. If it's the summer of Cena, they're probably going to extend this through September. He's got a whole extra month to drop it to somebody. And, you know, maybe Big E comes in and cashes in on him. Oh, no. And then you get this Big E and Roman.
1: I
0: think... I think, I think... I think Big E goes back to Raw. I think Big E goes over there and cashes in on Lashley because you had any rivalry, right?
3: It I would make that. sense. I could say that, that would make sense, but I'm just saying, how would you get it off of John Cena, Dude, before? You don't he... know, but I'm
0: saying that's a completely different title, though. I mean, it doesn't. As far as who would take it off of him, I mean, I feel like on SmackDown there's plenty there's plenty of different good options. But I think, as far as like for E, I think Big E, I think that story right, with the storyline thing
3: sake is, it is, good. it would make you're, you're so right. much more sense to me. You're right. I just, just I was just spit ideas. And no, totally. You know what? I, totally I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past this company to ruin the money in the bank like that as they have in the past. I mean, they didn't know what to do with it last year with Otis. So, I mean, they, they might squander it and have Big E win it from Roman. But yeah, I do see what you're saying about just with everything going on with New Day MVP Lashley, uh, it would make sense for Biggie to come be the savior, and that would be his. I'm the top guy in the New Day now, mode, like his his moment. So, uh, part of
0: me in my gut says that I want to pick Cena because something tells me Cena might really win. But I'm with you in the
1: same.
0: I'm with you in the same boat that I think. I think Roman needs to win this match. Uh, so for me, I'm picking Roman to win, but I'm throwing this out as a disclaimer before I ever get on a plane to Vegas. So if I come back here saying this, none of you can come back and try to throw it at me. I would not be surprised. Like yeah. like uh, like Nate says, we're right. going to talk about Nate Diaz in a little bit. I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. That's what I'm going to be saying. When I come back here, if Cena gets that seventeenth world title, but if you're I'm asking gonna who, shake I'm my picking, head.
3: I, I, am I, with you. I wouldn't be terribly surprised, that I'd be shaking my head like you guys are some dumbasses. Sorry, go on.
0: All right, so the next match we've got on the line. We talked about Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley is going to be retaining against Goldberg.
3: Now, talking about this match, you um, already you're giving away your prediction. You think he's going to be retaining? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, He's I defending. think he should. He, I, I, I mean, agree. I think I think Bobby. I think Bobby defends that title. Uh, I hope to God they don't take it off a of Goldberg. They don't take it off and put it on Goldberg because oh my Beat God, Goldberg the
3: fuck away from the title, please, please.
0: Well, especially against a guy like I mean, like I said, I mean, especially in a match like that, like it just.
3: I want oh, to see, see Lashley against Lesnar, and you can't do Lashley yes! against Lesnar. That would be,
0: Steve. dude. I think everybody's wanted to see Lashley versus Lesnar since Lashley came in in like two thousand seven. But right, right. Better than I late with than you.
3: Ne- exactly. I, I want to see, see, but you can't do that match if you have Goldberg win now. You know that that loses a lot of its luster, a lot of its shine. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. What were you going to say, Corey?
2: I I think it yet again. I think that WWE is doing their best to. Uh, job to build up Bobby Lashley is what I feel like they're trying to do. And I feel like this is a setup up match for them. Like you said, a lot of people are still fans of Goldberg. And if you can go out there and put on a dominant performance against somebody like Goldberg, maybe you'll be able to draw more long-term fans. Than somebody well, that.
0: and I agree yeah. with that, Corey. And I think what you just said is exactly how that match needs to go, regardless of who wins, because, Again, ha, there's no bell for you to ring, Devin. Fuck you when you watch this. But, uh, yeah, I've already been there and saw that with them when they did that, man, because you're looking at, you know, Goldberg versus Lashley and all that stuff. Well, what about when Goldberg and Lesnar faced each other and they had that match that went about five to seven minutes? Everybody got their shit in, couple Spears, Jackhammer, F5, all that. I think that's all you really need out of a Goldberg match. I don't think Goldberg matches are ever going to be much more than five to 10 minutes. So, I mean, there's they a way that they be
3: can... They should never be more than 10 minutes ever.
0: Well, and that's my point. That's why I'm saying against a guy like Lashley, you know, you, you could easily in a five, 10 minute match, come out there, have Goldberg, you know, Lashley come out, Here. kick his ass real bad in the beginning and then let Goldberg, you know, be Goldberg for a bit and then have Lashley put him down, you know, violently, however that ends up being. I think that's that's the only way that it really serves him well because a long match against of a, a older Goldberg I don't think does the same thing as if we saw this 10 years ago and they went 15, 20 minutes. So I think this match needs to be about 5, 10 minutes, but I am 110% going Bobby Lashley. Dom, who do you got?
3: Oh, Bobby Lashley. It's it's the same. I don't want to beat it at horse, but it's the same thing with Cena and Reigns. Yeah, it doesn't do anything for Lashley, for Goldberg, to go over. And unless Vince just has his head up his own ass, as he's known to do... Again, Which is it, debatable. Just... Remember when you gave us that um that disclaimer for the Cena and Reigns match, where you're like, just you guys can't get upset at me when I come back here. and I'm like, oh, I'm not surprised. You can't tell me I didn't tell you I'm not surprised. Well, if Goldberg wins, I'm not surprised. It's... <laughs> Don't
0: even put that out in the air, but here's the thing. How bad do you think that place in Vegas would fucking boo if Goldberg won? I feel like I feel like they'd boo the it shit out of that.
3: It depends on the crowd. It, it, like you said Vegas is a great spot for this. Ever since the mask, you know, mandates were lifted, people flocked to Florida and Vegas to go do things. Like if you're gonna go to Vegas on this weekend and they have this wrestling show, I think they're more likely to get some casual fans in the stadium, in the arena than on Peacock. I you agree know what I mean so so it, it depends on the level of how many casual fans are there. That's really are there people and how expensive are these shows? because I was looking at some some of these football games you know, like LSU and they're selling them for like seven, like Georgia and LSU is like 70 bucks for a ticket. Wow. Like, yeah, these, they're begging you to come because COVID is just that, it's been that big a thing. People are that afraid. So how much are people spending on these tickets? I didn't look, I didn't look to see, I probably should have now that I think about it. But that that just goes to, to prove if tickets are cheap, you could probably end up with a lot of casuals who are just, they're on vacation that weekend. And so you might not end up with a lot of booze. It it's a it's a flip of coin. It could be either or. You could end up with a bunch of you know, diehards or a bunch of casuals. Yeah, I,
0: I hear I, that, and that's what makes that crowd that's what's gonna make that unpredictable. Crowd no interest.
3: Right. Unpredictable. So,
0: speaking of being predictable, Corey, what is the prediction? Is Bobby Lashley keeping the title or is Goldberg gonna get him another one?
2: I mean, I hope. Uh, yet again it goes back to the same like i feel like both of these matches are kind of a semblance of each other this one even more so than the john, the first match with the john i King. think
0: the cena match does a lot more good for roman than this does for lashley but
2: yeah i can i can agree same, just just because of the diet. fact the goldberg card's been pulled so many times in the last couple years. I could
0: put well, it. and I think that's what they did good. Like again, you know, not to go back over it because we've already talked about it. But dude, that's I think what makes the Cena and uh, Roman thing better is yeah. because we haven't seen. I mean, obviously, everybody watches what Cena's doing the same way everybody did with The Rock. But my I, point I don't. is, I'm protest you. But you probably know what that the motherfucker was in the Suicide Squad, suicide squad don't you?
3: Yeah, and I, I right, now I'm upset I can't watch it. I love Will Smith and now I can't watch it because Cena's in it. I'm I'm protesting all of his movie shit because he held us hostage on Raw for years. So Oh Lord, here <laughs> we go. Here we go. I mean, if he don't if he left or gone heel at some point, you know, I, I'd I'd be able to watch it, but you know, you never turned heel and you held the show hostage as far as I'm concerned. So I'm not I'm not gonna contribute to your movie career. But all right, so know. before I hear
0: that. But before we get to the other title match, there's a couple other matches we got to talk about here. This one, for for instance, is one that I personally am really looking forward to, and I think that that's because of, number one, who's in it. But I feel like, again, how we talk about on this show a lot, you'll see that there's levels to, you know, like when people are cutting promos. In my opinion, since Edge has come back, Edge has been doing some of the best shit that he's done in his whole career. Because he's really been the glue Best that's made. Face he's ever been. I don't. I, I can't argue it. Face. And the promos, he's been so much intense. more believe. Right, Intensity. intense, believable. It's just like it was when he was the rated R Superstar. Like, you know, he, you know, and then the sized
3: eyeballs when he needs it. Yes,
0: yes, dude. And Edge is showing why Edge is so good. Like, and so when you throw that in with a guy like Seth Rollins, who. Look, man, people can say whatever you want about Seth Rollins, but Seth Rollins is one of the aces of that company, and if you don't want to sit and believe it, you're not paying attention. If we're talking about from ring work to uh, you know, his resume and everything else, I mean, Seth Rollins is one of the top players that they got in WWE, so the idea that uh, Seth Rollins, who grew up watching Edge, is going to get to wrestle Edge on a pay-per-view like this I mean, dude, I feel like this match has got the potential to steal the whole show in my opinion because of the story that can be put on by the two guys that are in the ring. So, yeah, this is definitely and, a match Edge, that
3: I'm looking forward to. Edge truly feels like he's out to prove something to himself yes. more than anyone else. And that's that's where I can say, yeah, this probably might that match might steal the show. Uh, I, I'm not much one for uh, to care for what Seth Rollins has to say. I think the concept of the you know the the Messiah it had some potential. They've dropped that he... pretty much, though. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like his whole like for since then and and, and after, like I felt like he's had potential. His, his gimmick has had potential. I don't think he has the best delivery, but in the ring, guy is money. Like, how, how do you not enjoy it? I look, all right, yeah. I, as you said you got to be able to accept him as an ace of the company you got to respect him and know he is a top guy uh I I do think as he prides himself in the ring and again as we said the pride of of edge about to prove something to himself uh, and I think he he has a good idea of what he can and can't do I should hope I hope and pray I don't want to see edge injured again I don't know about you guys but you know let well he's already gotten injured
0: again since he came back he tore his paint.
3: Right, I know. That's what I'm saying. I I don't. I'm. I'm hoping that at this point he understands what his body can and can't do, so that uh, Uh,
0: I. I would agree with that, but I also would say to play devil's advocate to that. I I don't want to see Edge come back as like a watered down version of Edge though either. Like if Edge is going to come back, I want Edge to. I want Edge to be Edge. So I don't know. I totally agree with everything you're saying in um, that one, but this match is one. This match is one. Like so, with what you were saying with bringing the old guys back. That's one guy I would say with Edge, they've done a very good job of using him and using his name to elevate everybody that he's been in there with. Because even though Randy Orton... I mean, even though Randy Orton didn't necessarily need it, look at the story that was told for that one. You know, uh, you look at all the stuff that they've already been doing with Seth. Yes, is Seth a established talent in WWE? Sure. But by going one-on-one with Edge and having a big, long feud and program with Edge, now you have made it so you're solidifying. Not only is this guy as good as everybody thinks he is, now he's shown his worth with like an OG and a legend of the game and a Hall of Famer and Edge. I think this is a perfect example of them using the people that they bring back uh, in a good good way. way. So obviously I don't, we don't need to break down everything to the full extent. We talked about both of the men's title matches uh, on the women's side of things. You've got, uh, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this Dom. Uh, You've got Nikki ASH versus Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. First of all, what are your thoughts of uh, Nikki ASH and do you think they need to hurry up and get the title offer with the way uh, they booked it?
3: So I haven't, I mean, I've watched some promos that she's cut. I haven't watched a whole lot of her matches. But from what I, I have seen and read, she seems like she's been uh, winning these matches with, you not know, cleanly. And No, and she's about- lost to both of her opponents this Sunday.
0: She just lost to Rhea Ripley on Raw. How the fuck are you going to have the champion lose four days before the fucking pay-per-view?
3: This this is classic WWE booking, though. How often does the challenger get a win or look strong right before the pay-per-view just to lose? The person who looks strong right before the pay-per-view usually loses in a lot of cases. So it's that Vince loves a good swerve more than anything. We know this. So, by having her lose to both of these people, it's like, how could she keep holding on to this title? It makes no sense. And then at the end, Vince goes, ha, 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 I didn't see that coming. Ha, ha, ha. Like, he, he loves troll us. So, do I think they'll take it off of her? I don't know. I think they Maybe. do
0: because, I mean, at first like, it was getting over, but I feel like there's been reports of at the live events and everything like that. She's getting booed as champion.
3: Okay. But how, how, how much can we take from that? When it was, we had reports that Roman was over at all the house shows, but when you show up to TV, he's not, he was getting booed out of the building, but at all the house shows, he was getting all the biggest pops. So you got to take these house shows with a grain of salt. I understand. I
0: agree with that. I'm just saying, based on what we're seeing from week to week on raw, because the way they first did it, Okay, and again, I've heard multiple people say this, but I said it as soon as it happened. You had the perfect story lined up, but you hot shotted the shit and had her become champion so quick, you didn't get to have that long drawn out like I'm fighting from the bottom, and then she comes up as the underdog and gets the title. You already got the title. You already reached you already reached the peak. You're already like you're so supposed you're to be the underdog.
3: The arc is now she needs to be a bad guy. She needs to. I'm get not saying angry. she needs to be
0: a bad guy, but if you were going to make her champion, you should have had her fight for it longer than they did. Because right. they brought her out, and in like two weeks of her becoming Nikki Ash, then she's champion. I don't got right. a problem with her being champion or even champion in the incarnation that she's in. But if you're going to do a character like that, yeah, they hotshot it like, too quickly. Right. It's the lovable loser who you know eventually, when they finally get there and make it, you're like, shit. I just want to see him win. So, in this
1: right. match,
3: I just, I feel skip like
1: by them they skipped the meat us. of it.
3: Yeah, yeah they so so skipped the meat of it. So, at this point, by skipping all of that meat, they skipped all of that good storytelling. They blew They blew their load. They can't go back and tell that. There's only, It's kind of like Mario. You can't go back. You can only go forward, and eventually time will push you forward or you die, if, if you get the reference. So, they need to continue on with this story, and if they... Fucked up with the whole trying to build her up and make her the lo- you know the lovable underdog. Well, now that at this point they have to go the route of she got it taken away from her. She had the highest of highs, and now she's at the lowest of lows. I was a superhero. I was this. I was somebody, and now I'm not. And she gets pissed and angry. And you know, you it, could it, have it, her we- go back to the old Nikki Cross,
0: but I mean, like I said, there was so much more life to this if they just let it breathe. Now, I, as I believe, far as yeah.
3: we- no, no go argument ahead. here. I'm just saying. If the case.
0: Uh Oh, you're muted, brother, man. I can't hear you. Still can't hear you.
2: I think he got a phone call.
0: Ah, that's it. Dom's getting himself situated. Corey, I will let you pick first. So we have Charlotte. We have Charlotte and we have uh, Rhea Ripley. And Charlotte, Rhea Ripley, and Nikki A.S.H. for the title. Do you think we're getting a new champion? Do you think we're getting uh, – do you think somehow she's going to come out of it and retain – where are you at?
2: I mean, uh, like Dom had alluded to, this is kind of the classic story. I could even remember back to when I was a kid getting all hyped for somebody that I thought was going to now win because I had seen them pull off a victory before the big event and the next thing you know the big event happens and it's like oh wait didn't you just beat this person what do you mean you lost wait like that's the one that mattered that's the one that I cared about why did you win the one that didn't matter but you lost the one that met so I could totally see that happening again honestly I really honestly could so I I agree with Dom's point on that I I could definitely see the champ retaining even though she may have lost in uh, the weeks coming
0: I mean to be honest with you, for yeah. me, I know this sounds bad too. Not that I think she needs the title at all, just based upon what I've seen on Raw, I wouldn't be shocked. I I, I think Charlotte Flair is going to take the belt back.
3: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, re- I mean they're 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 going to have her. Well, but, but but here, her but hear me out
0: though. I think the reason I think Charlotte might win that is because there's a lot of talk that Becky Lynch might come back at SummerSlam.
3: You have Charlotte take ah, the belt oh, off. Oh, goes Charlotte. To be the transitional champion, like we do all the time. Let me ask: What when was Charlotte genuinely not a transitional champion? Almost all of. Her I mean, she held the belt for long
0: over a year when she was on. Uh,
3: what? Yeah, one was when raw? she had the two. She had the two belts. Right, but other, yeah, I other mean, than that, it, she's almost a transitional champion every time. It's like she—you could almost tell. Oh, I. I just she beat Rhea Ripley and where's Rhea Ripley and sense Rhea Ripley's should, still in the match for this one. It's going to
0: be a triple threat, but man, I tell you, yeah, I but, said it, but that, but
3: she's so cooled off. Is she not?
0: I agree. So who do you got? I think Charlotte's winning. Who are you picking?
3: Oh, you know what? It, it might, it, I guess it should be her Nikki cross unless they're, they're going, I don't think they want to give up on this superhero gimmick so easily you know they love the kids and if it sells kids, wwe it, loves the kids gone to that for a while <laughs> right i think Even i think you might be line, right john cena with his fruity petal outfits and yeah So i hear you I mean, so we've got, got take, take, we've got two uh, for nikki we've got two for nikki ash offer, and uh,
0: one for my bad so we're, we're split. Two people for Nikki A.S.H. On, uh, on this one. I got Charlotte Flair. If you're watching us live, who do you think is going to win the women's title come uh, SummerSlam, and do you think uh, Becky Lynch is going to come back? Let us know in the comments. All right. Also on this card, on the other women's championship match. Now, this match I'm actually really excited to see just because the last one was good. Now, Corey, since I know you got to watch the last one, what are your thoughts on a rematch between Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks for the women's title come SummerSlam?
2: I'm not against it. The first match was that was definitely stand out, um, so I, I'm not against it. But that's actually, uh, I all right. So actually, let me clarify that. I guess I kind of am against it because I feel like that's the biggest issue in wrestling right now is the re repeated rematches see but i don't feel
0: like this one's a repeated because she's been gone since wrestlemania she hasn't been on tv since
2: oh really okay so that that no sasha has not
0: been on tv since and then when they brought her out she acted like she was going to be all buddy buddy and be like oh i respect you because we fought at wrestlemania and i'm gonna come help you when you're getting jumped and then right as everybody thought that she was gonna help her sasha turned heel and said i want my belt back Like I said, so in this instance, I don't have a problem with Sasha getting right back at it because Bianca is the one that took the belt off of Sasha. And Sasha hasn't been anywhere on WWE TV since. So it makes sense why she would just come right back and say, look, I want my belt back. Uh, As far as this match goes, though, I
1: think I got an axe to grind.
0: Okay, what's the axe? Is it smash?
1: (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> no i said she got an axe to grind you took my title yeah right so i said back, is that did you smash now, the axe <laughs> i i i like i like the reference axe smash got it thank you sir thank see, you. i see what you i see what you did there you see what i did there <laughs> no, i do i appreciate it i do but i thought you just said out of nowhere like what axe smash I'm like no i said she had an axe to grind But okay, it it took a second to register. I'm like, is he really, did he actually understand what I said? Or did he just think I was bringing up Demolition out of nowhere?
0: (laughs) No, I understood it. But who are you, who do you got in this match? And are you more interested in seeing this women's titles match versus uh, what we're going to see from the triple
3: threat match on Raw? Yeah, the storyline is more interesting. It's especially because Sasha's been gone for so long. That has a little more appeal. Again, I don't think there's anything on this card that's going to make me go buy it. I might decide to watch it, but then I am not. wouldn't pay for it. But I do think that of the women's matches, Sasha coming back to fight Bianca Belair has the most story to it. Like, I will watch any show that you might as well call it, Why Are We Fighting This Week? Doesn't matter, but there needs to be a reason why they're fighting. You know, you can't just be like, hey, I'm here to have a good match. Like, you got one of those guys, like one of them per show. You can have one of those guys that is like, yeah, I'm just here to have a good match. And they can be over. But you can't do that with everybody. You got to have a good story. So, and like, So do you think Sasha story, comes best best back to Italian, take the belt? I don't think she needs it.
0: I don't think she does either. I think, either. I think Bianca, it puts Bianca uh, over as a better champion.
3: So I, I Right, which is why I I would say if I had if I had the bad money, I'd be putting it on Bianca. All
0: right. So that's also two for Bianca. Gosh, Bianca. So uh so you, you gotta have a little bias. But Corey, this was one of the matches that you said stuck out to you yeah, when you exactly. watched WrestleMania. <laughs> so I wanna know in the rematch, Sasha, mind you, Sasha hasn't been in the ring other than that tag match they had who are you rolling with? Is it going to be Sasha or do you think uh, Bianca is going to retain the title?
2: Um, so I feel like they gave uh, Bianca her brain and that was where she was missing and took her time off and stuff like that. And so I feel like coming back into it, I feel like Sasha was the one that kind of led the dance in their first encounter. I really do. She was, Even though she was the loser of the two on the night, I guess you could say. Sasha's the
3: the better wrestler. Yeah. She's she's the veteran.
2: From somebody who's not a regular wrestler viewer, she was the one that stood out to me more on the match, even though she wasn't the one that got the win and got the finish and got her mic time and stuff. I feel like she was still the one that stood out to me more. So they they gave Bianca her chance, gave her her, what now, six months or whatever of shine at this point. And I feel like, yeah, it's time that the more superior wrestler comes back in and takes hold of the belt. Uh, All right, be, so Sasha. Be...
0: So he's got Sasha. I've I got mean, Bianca. Who, who did you take, Dom?
3: I took Bianca, but it, it is okay. there is the question of if it's not Bianca, then who who would take it off of her? So that that is a that when you ask that question, you got to. But I, I think that what's best for the women's division is to have Sasha not as not as the title holder because y- y- the title is a prop to help someone get better at this point. I don't think Sasha needs that and you can create to have by not having Sasha as champion, you could have two interesting feuds instead of just one. If Sasha champion, your brand has one interesting female feud. So I think it would be best for Sasha to lose. So that way, WWE can have two reasons for you to want to buy on on the women's side.
0: I I agree with that, man. I mean, I don't think it's the time for Sasha to take the belt from her either, to be honest. Oh, really? I don't because, dude, I mean, Bianca's going to, like he was just saying, Sasha's already established whether she wins another belt again or not. (laughs) Sasha is on that same playing field as Charlotte and Becky and all that. Where Bianca, like he was just saying, you know, having her beat Sasha like that again and solidify her her title reign, I think that only again. Uh, You know what I mean? Like I just think that I think Bianca needs to hold on to it here. So for me, I'm going with Bianca, but like I said, I'm uh really interested in that one. The other matches that we got on this card, I'm going to just go through them quick. You guys can make your quick picks, and then we'll talk about TakeOver and get out of here. But uh, Drew Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. Uh, I kind of like the back the backstory with that, with the whole 3MB thing and all that stuff. But I think we all know this match isn't like one of the bigger ones on the <laughs> card. But I am going to go, call me crazy, but I'm going with the Scottish, uh, I'm going with the Claymore. I think uh, Drew McIntyre gets the dub.
3: Crazy. Well, that about be you? crazy. I, I want to know why you think that's crazy. I'm I'm in I don't stuff. think it's crazy. I was
0: completely smartass, but
3: Okay, alright. I was about to say, what did I miss that they I was completely like being Jesus smart ass star. about that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, was
3: like, I, I haven't been paying that close attention, but I don't think that they I haven't heard anything that's made gender look like a top star. Uh this is just something to give McIntyre something to do right now. I mean what what else? It, it, what, I mean you can't this is I mean shorter him going against Seamus for the belt. This is this just goes to show this company is bankrupt of creative ideas. I mean I get it, 3MB, they go they go way back, right? But you you just you got nothing better. We know how this is gonna end. Like it's I hear you. Drew I Mcintyre think Drew McIntyre wins. I, uh, it, just, it feels like they're. Oh, yeah. on uh, uh, Even with any. What? Does he still have the Sing boys? I, I heard he had uh, a new couple. No, the Sings of, got uh, released. Indian the Sings gold. got
0: released. The Bollywood well, boys sorry, got released. I heard
3: released. he had some other. He's got uh, this guy named Veer and he this guy named Janky.
0: Different. Right. Yeah. He's got two other guys but that I knew they They, got, the they called people, up for. I, I was
3: just. Yeah, he's got his lackey still. Wait, I knew he had somebody else. He's get, yeah, that
2: he's got go his lackey the still.
3: Brothers, as far as I'm concerned, it's 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 two point oh. So this is a poor excuse for uh, when the Shield two point with with Seth. Now he had J and J Security. Like it's it might as well be that. It's and, their
0: version of Ralphus, bro.
3: Let him have like, Ralphus. I, I've seen all this right? before. I hear that. Well, and we I got just, two other. I've seen this before, and it's just, I i just, it's not that interesting. You've, you've seen, we've seen this before. They're incorporating different things. It's just, you see where this is going, and sometimes you can see where some a story's going, and it's not a bad thing. But it's just, you. when they announced this match, my stomach just turned and groaned. I was like, oh, they're not going to do this very well.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, that's the thing. Like this, this card's got a few matches that really get you. The next match that I was going to bring up, I'm interested to see how it goes because of who's in it. But I think the the story of this match is all going to come down to a how much they let them go at it, and b how much time they get. Because the next match that I'm going to bring up, you've got Sheamus versus uh, you've got Sheamus versus Damian Priest for the United States title. Now, for me, I think that Damian Priest needs to beat Sheamus. I think they need to beat the shit out of each other because Damian Priest is a big, athletic son of a bitch. And I think a match like that with a guy like Sheamus, who anyone who's ever watched Sheamus knows Sheamus lays his shit in. So you get him in there with somebody like that, I think it's the perfect match to put Priest on the next level for it. Um, And Sheamus, Sheamus usually steps up in most spots he's in. So I think this match will be all right. I think Damian Priest needs to win this, and I think if WWE is smart, they'll really build him up as uh, one of his one of their stars out of this. Who are you picking? You got Sheamus or you got Damian Priest?
3: If you're asking me, Damian Priest, Sheamus again, established guy. He's an established mid card guy. Uh, I know this was wasn't this like the last title he hadn't held, and he's had how long with it? A few months, right? So, yeah, he's had it for a few months. So, I, if unless unless you want to just do the whole same old NXT call up, and you know, you feel like he's getting a push, and then oh, never mind. Uh, Sheamus throughout the years that that bro kick is defended very, very. It's it's protected very well, um, throughout the years. So I'm I'm a little weary. I feel like there's something to the fact that Sheamus is Irish, with the name come on, like, you know, that's, that's about as Irish as you can get, so I think, like, Vince has always had a soft spot for Sheamus, in my opinion. Um, like, just... I think I Sheamus know, like,
0: has earned that, though, because Sheamus has had a lot of good from, shit.
3: From the get-go, though. From the get-go. But look at the was... guy!
0: Big-ass redhead dude, pale as shit, that sticks out when you walk Literally, out, dude. You, it looks like okay, a jacked-up yeah, leprechaun. But
3: it looks like his parents never let him out of the closet like he's just he's in a Irish. dark closet with with some weights and that's that's Look at McGregor come on man he's Irish he but he's not as white no McGregor's not as white as Seamus Seamus is man, pink. Not, but... like, pink 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 <laughs> pink white like but... Seamus is oh, as white as he could possibly be uh, Seamus would be. glow in a dark room he glows in the dark I'm convinced has has Sheamus ever been in the ring when Undertaker's had an entrance? I need to know this. I need visual proof that the lights have gone out and Sheamus did not glow in the dark. I'll have to look look that
0: up, and maybe we'll talk about that on the way on the way out of here. But the last match that we got going on for SummerSlam, I think we're all going to be in accordance with that one. The last one we got to talk about, you got the Usos versus the Mysterios for the SmackDown tag team titles. I mean, let's face it, dude. I think the Usos keep the title. I think if I, I think yeah. this match could be a good the, telltale the sign of. The... Well, right, that's what I'm saying. I think this match could be like the telltale sign because if the Usos go in there and lose, then I think there's a lot more chance that we see Roman lose. So
3: well, there, I think there, the, the, there could also be the you you disgraced me if we're gonna tie in the Rock here. All right, if we're gonna have the Rock come in, we're fantasy booking. Roman retains, the Usos lose. Roman gets on them and saying you're dishonoring our family, and that's the riff that makes the Usos, or one of them at least, try and screw over Roman. And The Rock wins, and so you know, then we get you know the rest of it, and they eventually come to his side. But so I'm saying there's different ways they can go with this. Just because I understand what you're saying, they both lose, and oh my God, the family's disgraced. Uh, you know there's a story there, but I still think there's a story to be told if the Usos lose. He's like I, agree, I handled my business. But I don't know. Of all time. But here's the thing, what though. You guys if do? they're,
0: I agree with that. But my counterpart to that is, I don't know that they that you want to take the titles right back off the Usos that quick because if you're doing the whole bloodline thing, in that point to me, if they lose the titles, either. I'm not saying they do.
3: I, I agree with you. I no, think I hear they're going you. to win.
0: No, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying to your point. I think the only way you can do that to where that would make sense to me, or where maybe I would be happy with it, is okay, so if you have if you have uh you know the Usos lose and the Mysterios win, I mean, what if you know then you have you know somewhere down the line then Roman does win and goes we had all the gold. I did my part, and you didn't do yours. I mean, like you said, there's a million different ways they can go with it. But if I'm picking, like you and I both said, I kind of got to go with the Usos on this one. Um, I don't know, man. The Usos are one of the best tag teams of our generation, bar none. Like, I mean, I think they've – I mean, I think it's, it's, it's pretty this
3: much – But it, the pool the pool is, is very shallow, and is that a question of WWE – I think they the could hold games, up even or... if they put them back
0: in – I think they would have held up with a lot of other tag teams. I don't know so much, but I think with the chemistry of them being brothers and what they've shown over the years, I think the Usos would have been fine. They're...
3: Oh, I, I, I... sure they fine. I'm not saying they, they would sink and they wouldn't get over in, in another era. That's not what I'm saying at all. But if we're going to talk about like, if you wanted to put them in, in the, there's not as much competition. I get what you mean. Right and and so I I can't really put them up as like the greatest tag team of all time. Well, I mean, as far as WWE
0: goes, though, man, I mean they've got quite.
3: As far as WWE goes, though, they got quite the resume.
0: So right. I mean, no,
3: yeah, no, they, By by all accounts, they're they they in the new day are the tag teams of our generation, for sure. Like, who, and who I think that that's there? Like, Sean I hear Benjamin that. And Charlie Haas, like who? <laughs> I hear that. Like, well, yeah, we had. We haven't seen anything like that since, like, the Hardys or the Dudleys or, you know, Edge and Christian. When was the last, like, they're probably the best team since that era. I, would,
0: I wouldn't I would
3: argue with that at all.
0: Well, like I said, man, they switch things around. You got NXT TakeOver 36 going down on Sunday. Uh, not as many matches on this card, but, I mean, Dom, as you and I both probably would agree, I mean, NXT just has this uncanny ability to, even if they've got four or five matches on a card, it they just deliver, and that's what's we'll so deliver, scary for over. me. Right. And that's what scares me with all this talk about how things are gonna change so much with Vince wanting to, you know, revamp NXT as the true developmental at WWE. So I'm hoping that this won't be the swan song of the NXT that we all knew and loved.
3: Uh, uh, have you go ahead? Have you have you covered the the news or like I've been reading some, you know, some little clips article headlines some things here and there that triple h is being blamed for nxt or from AEW not being dead yet and that's why if vince wants well to i've heard a lot of reports NXT. that vince well i've heard a lot of
0: reports that vince looks at what happened with the wednesday night war thing as a loss because he hasn't lost anything right i mean think about it the last the last real competition he had was 23 years ago with wcw I mean, don't get me wrong, TNA was doing good numbers in 09, nah, 2010, you're not even,
3: But they're not even They're not even giving them until two thousand and one. No, it ended twenty years ago. You said twenty-three years ago it ended. <laughs> the company was still in business for another three years. You're like, it was over. <laughs> I mean okay, sorry, 20, no, I, just, I find it funny. I mean,
0: twenty-three puts us at ninety-eight. By ninety-nine they started going down the hole. Right, right, but you
3: could. St- they were still balls to the. They were still a of, viable opponent, but that's
0: where I feel like the tide changed. Though I feel like by the time '99 got right. here, that's when it, where it started to change. That's all I'm making it. As far as NXT goes, man, I mean, like I said, they have a great fucking card that's going to be headlined between Samoa Joe and Karrion and Cross. Now, based upon what we're purely what we're seeing in NXT, I fucking love this match, but. I hate that there has to be a but to what I'm saying, but you brought him up on Raw and had him lose to fucking Jeff Hardy in a minute and a half in his debut on Raw while he had the NXT Championship on him, and you stripped away one of the best parts about him. He's got one of the best entrances of the last 20 years, and you bring him up on Raw, and he doesn't have the girl. He doesn't have the entrance. He doesn't have any of that shit. Isn't this what
3: said, I said this earlier. You said... I said when, when this is why it's hard to even watch NXT. Because as soon as your character gets called up, prepare to have yep. everything you like changed. You see, you, you think they're gonna get a push and it gets derailed. There's that's the problem with even investing in NXT: is why you invest two years in this character, and then they're not gonna be the same, they're gonna get shoved down the card, you're not gonna see him succeed. Thank you for for watching for the last two years. Okay, though. that's that's well. What let me ask attitude. you this.
0: And it's like well, let me ask you this though. Because of that, do you think? And I'll make my pick while I'm talking, so you guys can finish after that. But um, I I think it's pretty much inevitable at this point that Samoa Joe's got to win. Samoa Joe is taking the NXT title. I mean, I think it's pretty cut and dry. That's what's going to happen because I mean. I yeah. think they hot shotted that too. I think you had so much more life you out did. of having him be Regal's like heavy helper and yeah. all that kind of shit. Like, there's so when much you could have done with that.
3: When I heard that story, I thought it was great. When I it was great was the first be, couple
0: weeks, and then the whole thing with him right. provoking him.
3: It, it it start it starts out great, and it works, and it keeps him away from the title. It, it, it looks like you know how we were complaining about Nikki cross getting hot shot into the beginning that storyline i thought oh they're gonna prevent the hot shot to the title and he, he'll be busy beating up all these other guys for regal and eventually he'll go hey, you know what i'm tired of your attitude and boom like I, you you can have something there but so you know, do you think it, this you makes know, it
0: so that joe's a shoe in
3: to win the title i think yeah Carrying cross losing to Jeff Hardy in a minute and thirty seconds is telling. I think that gives I agree, right dude. I, why, that he, just he's does... going up. He's he's got to be going up to the main roster, and they don't see much in him. And why would you? I don't know how. How, how do you roster? not like? Corey Corey listens to me talk about how much I liked.
0: Carrying cross, Killer cross, before he ever got into WWE and it just yeah. bums me out because dude, you've got Scarlett with him who any red-blooded American that looks at that girl when she comes on the TV hot damn. Number one, she's going to make people look. Number two, when you add the entrance and all that with it, it just kills me because you got the whole package right there but I think we're all kind of on the same page. I think the writing's on the wall. If I'm picking somebody for our main event for this one, Samoa Joe is going to take the NXT title. But, before I get to the other title match that's on NXT, I have a match that, Corey, when I get back into town, if you don't watch TakeOver, which I'm sure you might not, if there's one match on this whole card that you personally need to watch, the fact that they're going to let Ilya Dragunov and Walter go at it again, dude, they are going to beat the living shit out of each other, is what's going to happen. Them big frying pan hands...
3: I can't go really ahead and all right i'm gonna put my mic on mute but i'll be listening
0: you're good brother you're good dom's gotta go handle the lavatories but Corey, like i said man if there's one match on this card that sticks out to me that you need to watch it's walter versus Ilya dragonoff for the nxt uk championship dude it's gonna be hard hitting because although walter has the size dude i, I I showed you some of the Walter match from before, and you were like, dude, this guy is like hands are huge. So, yeah, these dudes are gonna, uh, these dudes are gonna beat the shit out of each other. It's definitely a match I'm looking forward to. Now, the story in this match and what's interesting. So, if I'm not mistaken, well, shit, I mean, Walter has held on to the NXT UK title for well over a year. And I think this would be as good a time as any to them have him lose to a young up and comer like Ilya Dragunov and a guy who is credible. I think this might be the time that you see them either move him over to NXT or even maybe look at seeing Walter go to the main roster. Cause I mean, we all know Vince likes big guys and Walter is a big son of a bitch. And if there's one thing that we can say about Walter, nobody's guessing on whether when he chops somebody, is he really hitting them? Because you see the big frying pan on this man's chest. I mean I mean, dude, Walter versus Ilya Dragonoff is going to be a fucking car crash. What, so what, what,
2: other than the story, go, what what highlights do you see happening in the match itself?
0: Uh I think Ilya Dragonoff might lose a nipple. Uh <laughs> I think Ilya Dragonoff might lose a nipple. Uh he might get a concussion because he's probably gonna try to headbutt Walter. Uh, I think, I don't know, man. I just feel like it's going to be a good 20. I would say it's probably going to be like a good 20, 25 minute back and forth. But these dudes are two guys that like, when you and I talk about wrestling, dude, you can tell, you can tell, look at Kathy. See Kathy, you coming in, in the clutch. You see here, we got you covered. Shout out to, uh, Kathy and, uh, twisted tumblers. But uh, like I said, man, it's, uh, yeah, this match, that's why I'm looking forward to this match, because this match has got hard-hitting written all over it. Dom has joined us. He has made it out of the lavatory. But uh, like I said, man, we are talking about Ilya Dragunov versus Walter. Did you get to see that match? Oh, he's getting himself situated. There he goes.
3: Yeah, I had to take the the mute off. So I heard the Vegas uh, over under on Ilya Dragunov losing a nipple is minus one fifty. Yeah, you taking those odds?
0: I mean, I th- dude, look, I just something in me says if there was ever a time for them to have Walter lose, I think Walter might show up on NXT might I mean, he's held the belt what, what, for well how? over a year and been damn near fucking unstoppable in NXT UK. He's been. I there think there it's forever. time to. Yeah, he's... Right, I think it's time to conquer New Horizons. I mean, to give you... Actually, no, it's been more than a year. To to illustrate it for any of you guys that don't know, I was there when Walter won the title in Barclays two years ago. Like, the last WrestleMania that I That's went to in person, I... I...
3: Go ahead. No, I was going to say, there's nothing else for Walter to do. So what do you think it, he goes to NXT or to the, the main, main roster? roster do you, you think they can talk him into the main roster? He can't stay in NXT Right, but I'm day. saying
0: the reason I ask that is we've always heard Walter say he didn't want to go to the main roster because he didn't like all the travel. Do you think they'll be able to talk him into going to the main roster, or do you think he'll just come over to NXT?
3: Maybe. I think they'll probably convince him to go to NXT first. Okay. Why so we... do you... They might give so him does, a small raise to go to, to NXT and then he might get a large raise, a large, large, large raise if they can ever convince him to go on the road.
0: I agree. I think I think Walter's time as NXT UK champion is out. I think if, if anything, I think he'd need to go to NXT first. So with that being said, do you think Ilya Dragunov wins or are you picking Walter?
3: I mean still think you're gonna lose a nipple, but yeah, I got him winning the match.
0: Yeah, I, I said that too. I think he's definitely losing a nipple. Uh I, I'm def, like I said, to me, this is the match that if I was gonna tell anybody you need to watch one match, it's gonna be dope. It would be this one. But I would be remiss because if it's not th- this match I will call my dark horse. The match I think that would steal the whole thing. If Joe in Karrion Cross doesn't deliver the way we see it happening, I think the match between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, the two out of three falls, you got the first fall is going to be a regular match. The second fall is going to be a street fight. And if it goes to the third fall, they're going to face each other in a steel cage match. So, uh, like I said, man, this match, I That's mean, the story that they've told between to them has been great. I agree. And the steel cage makes it so they're going to have to have a winner. That's my thing with cage matches. When cage matches are done right, it should be to keep the motherfuckers in there and you fight until somebody either gets out or you put the other guy down. To me, that's how a cage match should be.
3: Uh, I think it's going to be a good one, but go ahead. I was going to say I have more trust in NXT to do it right than uh, the main roster, but you know, who knows all of Vince's influence, uh, you know, that's supposedly coming through into NXT. I just don't want to see that polluted, you know, like the steel cages are something that aren't really sacred on the main roster to me. Like Hell in a Cell, what's Hell in a Cell's lost presented. all its luster
0: now that it's got now right. that it's a pay per view because I mean, you never used to see them that frequently. But the thing that makes right. this in- match so interesting on normal circumstances, I would say Adam Cole or uh, uh, Adam Cole wins this match a hundred times out of a hundred times, but here's the thing. There's all that talk about Adam Cole's contract is up after SummerSlam. I would not be surprised if given the way things have went, well, not even goes up. I wouldn't be shocked if he really does consider his options and maybe considers going to AEW because there's a lot there for him. You've got his girlfriend who's the champion, Britt Baker, Britt Baker, You've got his best friends are all the EVPs. He's best friends with the Bucks still to this day. And you want to talk about a guy that's going to get hype off of coming from WWE, man. If Adam Cole shows up there, people would shit themselves. Not that people didn't like Alistair black going over there to me. Adam Cole's pretty much already done everything there is for him to do in NXT. The only, the only thing left for him is either they put him on the main main roster roster or, or I could see him going somewhere else. So for me in this match, Kyle O'Reilly has got to win this one. Dom, are you on the same ilk you think Kyle O'Reilly is going to win this one?
3: Like you said, yeah. He's done everything. I love Adam Cole, but, yeah, he's done everything. So, it, it, when you leave on your way out, you generally put someone over. I mean, Karrion Cross, like we said, probably going to put Joe over on his way out. So, I just, yeah, that's how I'd see it. Plus, I think with them being that good of friends,
0: I think Cole would want to put I think Cole would want O'Reilly to be better off out of this. Like I see Cole going above and beyond to really try to make this right. match, you know, be something. So again, I think that would There's be an extra uh, layer to that onion. Definitely. And speaking about extra layers to the onion, we gotta mm. talk about the women's title match. Dakota Kai pulling a fast one and said, Fuck you, bitch! Eat my kick. On Raquel Gonzalez, uh I don't know, man. I like the story of this match, but I don't see Dakota Kai taking that belt off of Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, I think the way they did that, and kudos to Dakota Kai, man. Kudos to Dakota Kai. The fact that she said when they walked out of there, walked out before she turned on her, as long as I've got your back, you'll always be champion. And then as soon as they walk out there, boom, I ain't got your back no more. So, uh, like I said, man, I uh, I like <laughs> this match, but I don't think we see a new champion. I think uh, Raquel Gonzalez might uh, pop Dakota Kai's head like a champagne court.
3: Like, you know when you were a kid and you got, like, the dandelions, you pick the dandelion and you take the top off of it and, you like, flick it off and you go, Mom, I had yep. a baby and its head popped off. That, that, that's what you expect expecting?
0: Yeah, I think Big Mommy Cool might be popping the head off to Daisy. <laughs> that's kind of how I, I see just... this one go
3: ahead I had nothing to say You're I was
0: I thought you were saying something but you know to me I hope I can't wait to see Cameron Grimes versus uh, LA Knight to me this has been so fucking entertaining with the right. integration of uh, Ted DiBiase coming in man. there oh my I god I have autograph dude. by the way I do as well. And, hey, we got a drop from Mr. Dibiase on this here motherfucking show. But, uh, really? like I said, yes, we do. And, uh, like I That's said, dope. man, te- yeah, dude, he was he was totally cool, man. We met him at uh, Great Lakes Comic Con before the world went to shit. And, uh, I met yeah. him
3: before I was a wrestling fan. I met him in church. Like, they did this whole... Uh, Detroit World Outreach Show? Band. Yep. I was, I was there. I did a lot... Me, you, and Cody—the three of us were all there. I was
0: there because didn't Sting and did and HBK yeah, Sting was all chained uh, up. Road Warrior, Animal, and they did like they did like right. a ladder match where Jimmy Rage Rave jumped off the fucking whatever the hell that thing was at that building. Yeah, I remember that quite well.
3: Those yeah, were good times. Yeah, and they had Sting chained up, and then Bishop Wallace was like, "You could beat it, Sting. You could beat it." Like I, I yeah, it- with that. But,
0: yeah, it was something else talking about the Detroit World uh, Outreach Ted, Show, but yeah, dude,
3: go ahead. Ted DiBiase, uh, he would come preach there a lot, and I grew up in that church, so I got to meet him on multiple occasions and just chat with him. Like before, I was this is before I was even allowed to watch wrestling. This is during Attitude Era, and my parents were like, "Yeah, no, you can't, you can't watch this." <laughs> but no, Ted DiBiase was cool. I just had a little sidebar there.
0: Have you gotten to see any of the stuff between Cameron Grimes and him?
3: A little bit, yeah, uh, dude. It's been so I saw when they so revealed the bell, and I, I saw D. Yassi take the bump. Uh, I saw a little bit of Cameron Grimes watching old D. D. Yassi footage, like asking, like, "What do I do now that I got this money?" And he's like, "Oh, if you could dribble this basketball, I'll give you a hundred bucks." And he didn't watch the whole clip, and he didn't kick the ball away, and he just gave the kid a hundred bucks. Like, yep. that's cute. That's funny. Like, no, they they done. This is actually a story I think that's, uh it's
0: been entertaining yeah, as shit, like dude. It. In my opinion, right. And and it's what's cool right. about it though is they've done a really good job of being able to have some of the fun stuff in it, but also, yeah, you still knew at the end of the day, okay, Cameron Grimes fucks around, but when they when they get in the ring, the dude can go. This match will be really good, but I think that this is going to be the night where Cameron Grimes is going to get his get back. And get him uh, that million dollar title because if he doesn't, I mean, the stipulation is that the million dollar man is going to be L.A. Knight's butler? I don't know, man. Ted DiBiase doesn't strike me as a butler. So, I think in this match, I think Cameron Grimes is finally going to get him his dub back. What do you think, Dom?
3: Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't make sense that million dollar man has got to be his butler. So, you kind of gave it away there. In my opinion, but that's that's me. Well, I, it's, I a, way get, it's a way to it's a way to get gonna... Cameron
0: out of being the the butler, though.
3: Nah, I mean because he's been
0: the butler for like the last month.
3: I I, I predicted that La Knight was going to win the title and whatnot originally, and I I did think that Cameron Grimes would eventually take it off of him. So I'm going to go with that. Cameron Grimes would be the guy to take it off of La Knight. I I kind of agree with that um
0: like i said man it's a big week i can't wait to get to vegas uh speaking of vegas cory do you think dustin poirier is gonna fuck around and fight nade diaz
2: i fucking hope not at least not at, <laughs> you know, and i'm an Diaz fan why not because the man has fought his whole fucking career to get to the point that he's at to fight again for the lightweight title this time in more, a significantly more winnable circumstance than it was in his first fight uh, against Khabib. I feel like now is the time to put your real stake as the uh, king of the lightweight division and fighting somebody like a Nate Diaz, even though it's going to get him a good, solid payday and win some more fans over in his direction, I feel like winning the belt... It's a waste of time. Belt, yeah, I, yeah, I feel like, I mean, anything that makes that kind of money isn't necessarily a waste of time, right? Like, we can all say that.
3: But it's a waste of his of the time in his career. Well, I feel like at this point, what you're saying. Exactly.
2: Yeah, I but, think after that last
0: fight with McGregor, he made his money at this point. Mm-hmm. I, If I'm Dustin Poirier, like, if I'm him or I'm his managers or whoever I think he doesn't have management right now, so if I'm Dustin Poirier, I'm telling you, fuck you. I'm sitting out until I get a title shot.
2: Like, no, that's the UFC is active, actively pushing him towards that route where he's kind of the one like tiptoeing around, like, oh, maybe. But
0: this is why, this is why, okay, and and this brings that up too with Jake Paul about to fight Tyron Woodley. I mean, dude, oh, God, look, dude, if nothing else, Jake (laughs) Paul is at least bringing up the
3: conversation
0: of why guys need to be getting paid more because
3: he's ruining boxing, though. He's pimping out the sport. The sport is getting pimped out. Boxing already pimped itself bed. out a
0: long time ago, though, fam. Do
3: yeah. you remember when
2: celebrity But boxing this, this, this is tearing the last boxing.
3: shred. This is this is turning boxing into wrestling. And again, I've been talking wrestling with you for damn near an hour and a half. I love wrestling, but when it comes to how people view boxing, it's going to be viewed like wrestling. Like this is fake. Like after after Mayweather should have knocked him out and held him up, like it it kind of McGregor pimped out the sport. Like he he, boxing lost some credibility in my eyes for that fight. And the more Jake Paul, continues to to win at these events that aren't actually boxing events, I think the worst that does for the sport, especially when no uh, so... winners are actually declared. Like it's it's I don't like the way. He, I get what he's saying, and I understand shit-talking and, and, you know, make your money. But at some point, it, it's prostituting the business to the point where what is going to be worth watching for for the people who actually want to view it as a sport. Again, so, I, I will watch a Why Are We Fighting This Week? And I understand that the, the plot is it's going a certain direction. But I'm talking about for, again, the sports-centered viewers, I think that this – jake paul thing will turn away a lot of people from boxing do you not but but, people who care to
0: To play devil's advocate though do you think that this matchup though i would feel like out of all the ones that he's had so far if there was anything that was going to give him some sort of credibility i mean tyron woodley was one of the the longest reigning well so tyron woodley was one of the longest reigning ufc champions and at welterweight so and a guy who's known for being able He's known for being able to knock people out with his hands, though. Not like the last MMA fighter he
3: fought. Yes, but taking an MMA fighter and throwing them in boxing, it's... it's I agree. It's a disadvantage, but I'm saying there's a a lot more... As a wrestler, as a guy who wrestled in high school and I went and fought boxing, and I ended up deciding I wanted to train mixed martial arts instead, because when I would box, I couldn't take a shot. And it's like, man, I'm I figuratively fight my hands tied behind my back. When you have someone who knows as much as an MMA fighter does and you're telling them they can't use that. That's not cool. That's not. No, I don't want to see that fight. Like you're you're tying their hands behind their back like they could actually kick your ass, but you're dictating the rules on your terms. At that point, I don't want to see you fight an MMA fighter in anything but an MMA ring. If you're gonna fight MMA, I, fight I agree with fight that. I, you want to fight a, I monster, have no fight fight a boxer in a boxing match?
2: Yeah, so I, I mean,
0: I'm, I'm not arguing that. From, Go ahead. Even
2: Tyrons came out and, and kind of said the opposite of that—that that he's excited to not have to worry about the many facets of the game and just be able to focus on the the strict, you know, two hands and multiple. Well, things. no, it,
3: to, so, I, as a dude who like who enjoys fighting, and I'm secure in my grappling. I, I'm not worried about when we go to the ground and you just want to like test yourself stand up. That's where the real fun is. That's because that's like the unknown. I'm not as good stand up. So you just, you, that measuring stick is more fun than, you know, sticking with what you know. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't change anything, right? If I don't take you to the ground, you didn't fight me. You can't say you're a better fighter than me. You can't say that, that, like, if I, I got into a fight with somebody and they tried to tell me like this is back in college and you know, it's boys will be boys. This is like, I don't know, five, six years ago, but I, you know, beat a guy with a couple left hands and a hard right straight and he went down he's like, ah, that this, it, it won't end the same way. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not saying that if we were to strike again, that it won't end a little differently. But if we were to actually, if I were to actually fight you, did I take you down? He goes, no. And I'm like, I was a wrestler in high school. So if I didn't take you down, I wasn't scared at any point. I never felt that was necessary. So even if you do beat me stand up and you knock me out again i'm going to say it's not going to turn out that way again cuz i never pulled out my ace in the hole so sure you can beat him stand up but what did you really win you know what i, I hear mean that. it's not the same he,
2: he won an, uh, an arguably tough contest like no matter what you want to say against but, like the wait, whole what, his last opponent wasn't
3: so like I'm sorry, I'm, I'm having a brain fart of who... who ben Askren was Jay an Cole MMA Lass- champion. Yes. Yes, but he was a wrestler. He wasn't known for his I strength. agree with
0: that, but that's what makes this... So, I agree okay. with that 100%, and I said that, but that's what makes this matchup a little bit more interesting to me
3: because this time he's actually bit, yeah, fighting somebody who can fuck him up. I, I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying, I if you're going to go up against an, an MMA fighter, do it all get, get in the octagon. I hear that. If you don't want to be in the octagon, go ahead and and fight MMA style in a boxing ring. I don't care, but fight them uh, by their rules. And then I will respect you until he's taking advantage of, of, of the rules he's setting out. I agree with that. And I mean, it's also making,
0: I would argue that it's also kind of bringing a, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, It's bringing more of a light to, you know, like we talk about how those kind of fights guys are making all that money and how it's prostituting the sport and all these things. But let's look at, okay, so he's fighting, you know, he's fighting Tyron Woodley and how it's bad for the sport and all those things. But here's the thing, if he can continue to you know, bring more eyes over to it and do that. It's already having an effect in MMA because if you listen to the uh, uh, headlines from Sean O'Malley recently, he came out and flat out said, Why would I want to go fight all the top guys when I can? I'm going to make basically the same money. Why not go mm-hmm. out and look good against guys who maybe not, might not be the top of the level and get me to a title, but I'll still make my money. Now we're seeing both ends of where this kind of thing can be an issue.
3: That started started with Floyd Mayweather. Floyd did that.
0: Sure, but I feel like at least that was – I feel like that was at least more of a fair fight than this, though. Not the Tyron Woodley uh, one, but, I mean, with what Jake had had – the, the bigger, the I, I Floyd, guess.
2: Floyd at least worked his way up to the title in his younger career. He may have accepted a lot of easier fights later on and stuff, but he definitely, in the pretty boy Floyd stage, he was he was out there kicking ass. I mean, he was taking on names. And he was fifty and, and oh. Yeah, so that that's what I'm saying. Is I mean, like, no, no
3: one. I'm not trying to like. I'm not saying Floyd isn't great, but no, yeah, I think Floyd and doing Floyd those kind of fights, faster the way he speak. fought. No, but. But the way he fought, instead of trying to go in there and actually tear a guy apart, he said, "I'm just gonna dodge, bob and weave, and collect points. I'm not gonna try and knock anybody out." He became the first analytic fighter, right? I like analytic. Just as I'm saying, I think Floyd kind of destroyed boxing because everyone wanted to fight Floyd to get that big money payday. Um, I'm thinking, look at you, look at baseball. What's happened to baseball? It's become all analytics driven. It's Home runs or strikeouts. There's nothing in play. There's nothing fun to watch about it. I won't say nothing, but there's no small ball. Like It's fun to watch guys steal bases and, and run the bases. I don't want to see you always knock the ball out of the park. and I want to see that you know, the ball in play. That's interesting. But I feel like analytics is ruining sports. Floyd was analytics in boxing. Yeah, a- and it, it worked too full with not only... Did he work the analytic style, but then he would – it became about only fighting Floyd to make your money. You don't want to fight anybody in – nobody fought anybody in boxing because everyone was waiting to fight Floyd. And I feel like that started this decline, and now you have Jake Paul doing this, and he's making his own rules, and it's prostituting what's left.
2: Well, see, I feel like boxing has already destroyed the reputation of boxing on its own because of the fact that the WBC – No, no argument. W – the the, 40 other different belt-holding promotions that all run through different networks that refuse to have any type of high-level star fight, any type of other high-level star. I, boxing has been ruined forever. There's It's been like that for literally my whole life. No, since I'm not here.
3: arguing. I'm- so... I, I'm not well,
2: the only time you see any semblance of sport still in boxing in my opinion is if you're watching Olympics or if you're watching like something like Golden Gloves or something where there's some type of tournament bracket. Other than that it's all bastardized on who would they want to fight who who's going to make the star of this matchup. It's such clear A sides and B sides that I feel like boxing if any sport is going to get bastardized by having a Jake Paul experiment, the problem child enter the area, I guess you could k- call it. He, uh, I, If anything, I feel like it's a more positive light for boxing. boxing I,
0: I would agree a, with that because it's got box- more people watching it. Now, is it's it is it hard, hard from a purist standpoint? Stand- sure, but...
2: It's been, it's, been right, well, d- 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 it's been such a shithole for a boxing fan for the last lifetime of mine and i'm about to be okay
3: let me kyle let me let me compare this to wwe jake paul might as well be goldberg coming in and pinning kevin owens like it's already wwe is already hard to watch but then you bring in this other stuff and why even invest at all sure you pop the big rating by goldberg coming in Jake Paul comes in in it onto the scene. People are interested because he's a shit talker. People want to see him get his ass. He's in. a good he's a heel, dude. Heel. But right, right. I, I get it. He's a good heel. I think it's a short term plan for a long term kill of the business. It's a short term oh, sure. grab, not... long term. This it's, shit's it's, eventually going to die out. The dude. nail in the coffin. It's. The, I, I'm saying this will be the nail in the coffin of boxing, and it will be looked at as wrestling. Just see, like I, instead of being its own sport and having any kind of merit, I think this will lead to people looking at it in the same vein as wrestling. And, again, I'm the, not going to be the guy that, that's – I'm not knocking wrestling at all. I love it. I'm just, I'm just trying to put that point out there that I think this could be the thing that kills it as being viewed as a viable sport.
2: See, I, I disagree because I remember when I was growing up and watching boxing as a kid growing up the biggest thing going at the time was celebrity fucking boxing Tyson. You want to talk about a joke all on its own. I mean, right now we're at least talking about somebody who's taking it serious. They're training, they're fighting ex champions, whether it be in boxing or not, they're fighting people that are trained with their hands. We're we're talking a different story compared to the days of then where it was like legitimately 2 half hearted C level celebrities that, you may have seen on like Jose Canseco, <laughs> yeah. Well, Jose Canseco was like, <laughs> at least Jose Canseco was B level. I mean, there was a lot of people B level, yeah.
3: He couldn't I box away. Wait, wait, wait. He, he, but he wrote a book and he was okay. a baseball player. Right. And uh, he, all who, who all did he shoot up? He shot up Barry Bonds with steroids, apparently. All three, supposedly.
2: three of those here know who Jose Canseco is, right so right, we, put yeah. him on the, we put him on the B level it, you know that's where I'm saying like the C level even D tier where it was like oh hey he was an actor he played Bob in your favorite sitcom from six years ago and now he's here to box fucking this other guy
3: He's like, Chandler he was from locker. Friends <laughs>
2: like we've seen a metric fuck ton of that in my childhood growing up that that was like the big deal in boxing was we're gonna have these two shit celebrities fight each other that didn't put no type of nail yes but it but now I, but I now Jake like this is no
3: but Jake Paul is beating legitimate fighters he's fighting like legitimate fighters that that's the difference and now he's, he's well he's not fighting and that's what makes this fight do. more
0: that's what makes this fight more interesting though because this time you legitimately can't say he's fighting a tomato can. Because he's fighting a guy that could feasibly knock him the fuck out. He's knocked out some would, of the best dudes in right, the world. You know what?
3: I I want to see him box a legitimate boxer who isn't going to just let him stand straight up. Like, isn't going to let him fall would, and catch him to you, try and keep he, it going. Like, let's, Would
2: you be more interested in him versus God. Tommy Fury, Tyson Fury's brother? He's what four and o, oh, five and oh, but he's. I wouldn't
0: be three. mad at that fight, especially now but, that they've been talking shit. I, you know,
2: but he's fought. I, really yeah, I wouldn't be mad at tomato it. Tomato cans. Every single person that Tommy Fury has fought in. No, but that's the that's the thing. Him.
3: That's so boxing rather, though. That is boxing though. though. They you'd
2: fight tomato see cans. Him fight a real boxer, right? But, but you, you mm-hmm. obviously, you're talking about a celebrity boxer at some point in Jake Paul. Whether he's skilled, whether he's trained, whether he's whatever. He is a, the celebrity level still. He's not a bad
3: boxer. I can't. I'm not. No, I can't. It, it I can't exactly, say he's a bad boxer. He so he needs. So he needs to him, be fighting pro level boxers.
2: So you put him up against somebody like who, like a Tommy Fury or somebody who has a name, but maybe not the. Crew yes, still? do it. You would, but you would rather but, see that. Well,
3: I mean, I'd like to see him against a legitimate.
2: You would rather see that than a Tyron Woodley, because personally, I feel like Tyron Woodley is more of a. Danger than somebody who's legitimately. I fought. agree. Nobody's like we're talking somebody who's. I mean, defended, if you're you know, trying to
3: say because he's got knockout power that makes him, you know, uh dangerous, no, then no, sure. I
2: his combat experience and the fact that Tyron Woodley is somebody who's trained boxing. He's not. He's not the Ben Askren of MMA, where he's literally getting outstruck by a Damian Maya. We're we're talking about Tyron Woodley, who's went in there and outstruck somebody like Stephen Thompson, uh, like literally. I'm not
3: saying it isn't an upgrade, but I still want to see him if he him fight a legit. Again, boxer. it comes back to the rule, right? And if you're gonna fight a legit MMA fighter, fight them MMA style. Don't do this boxing thing. Give them the freedom to attack you too. That's what I want. I hear that. Well, dude, attack you however they see feel fit.
0: Hey, I respect it. Well, speaking of freedom, it's about to be freedom in this bitch. When I get to Nashville come Thursday, I'm so ready to get out of Michigan. For all of you guys that are watching us, please feel free I'm to jealous. let us know in the comments what you guys think of SummerSlam, what you guys think of NXT Takeover, what you guys think of what's left of this Manny Pacquiao fight now that he's going to fight Ugas. There's a lot to talk about. You got to make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're watching this on YouTube because, like I said, as it says in the title, Viva Las Vegas, motherfuckers. I'm headed to Vegas for SummerSlam. I might jump off the strat. I'm probably going to get beat up at Extreme Couture. Uh, who knows what the hell could happen? So you got to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of it. And now that we all seem to have maybe gotten our internet back, hell, the post office finally got their internet back today. So there's that. But uh King Solo Beast himself, <laughs> Darius Estelle, is gonna be coming to the show when I get back from Vegas before he goes and takes on uh former ultimate fighter fighter for uh cage titans, uh Paul Giannetti. Like I said, I think it's gonna be a good fight for Darius. We'll have solo beast on here with us next week, Dom. It was your first time on the show with us. We appreciate you. We definitely had to bring you back for uh, some more of these uh...
3: AEW, though.
0: I know, man. There was so much to talk with what's going on, and then we've got the uh, (laughs) we've got the big Rampage thing going on. It's insane. I mean, I don't know.
3: CM Punk might show up. Daniel Bryan
0: might show up. What
3: are you saying? Do you want to have like a little sidebar? i was gonna say you want to have like a little sideshow, a special uh, extra. Uh, uh, an extra plug. I would say we could do uh, an uh, we could, could do an extra episode, except,
0: yeah, man, I would accept. I'm gonna literally Thursday when Thursday morning hits, a I'm YouTube gonna be special. completely. I hear you. I would ha- I, if it weren't for the fact that I was going out of town. I would definitely have plenty to talk about because as we've been talking about, dude. I mean, I don't know if it's gonna be a CM Punk. I don't know if it's gonna be Brian Danielson. I don't know if it's gonna be somebody that I'm not even fucking thinking of, it. but.
3: If it's not one of those two, they are messing up. Like, they they will have ruined a lot of Do you think that does more damage than good, even if
0: it's a good person, but not one of them?
3: Yeah. I think that you got your your strike with Christian Cage by saying it's a Hall of Fame talent. You said, you know, we're going to debut a Hall of Fame talent. Well, everyone was thinking. People were throwing Cena's name out there. Okay, Cena, Lesber, Lesber, Lesnar, Lesber, Anderson, or Punk. Yeah, I can't believe Who's Lesber? (laughs) Is that that like the Gilbert? Sounds like we know what Dom's thinking about.
0: (laughs) It's the combination of If Gilbert and Brock Lesnar had a bad love child. That's who it is. But hey, man, we've kept you guys here for about two hours. We've got a big show, big shows that are coming up this weekend. Corey's going to make it, be making his first trip here when AEW All Out happens in Chicago. So if you're in Chicago, come see your boys in Chicago. We're going to check out Wrigley. And, hey, Nick Gage is going to cut a motherfucker at Art of War. So you guys got to check it out. Hit subscribe button. Hit the like button. And like I said, if you guys leave us a review, I will shout it on the show. But until next time in the in-between time, Man, they still want me to go fling the mail tomorrow. As if I did it today, that wasn't enough. So, until next time, and in the in-between time, stay safe. Don't catch uh, the Rona. How many,
3: uh, how many episodes? How many episodes do I need to be on before I get one of those cups you guys got?
0: uh You know, Kathy, Kathy, you see, this is why, I, Kathy, I know you're watching. You know, I just gave us our sign off, but you see, Kathy, people are wanting these cups here, man. I told you we'd be happy to plug out twisted I just twisted think give a random extra plug. Hey, man. Kathy, we appreciate you. Cheat, these things are doing. Hey, she gave it to us for free and gave that us a blank cool.
3: one. You see that
0: there? Check out Twisted Tumblr. Get you a Twisted tumbler Might snap into a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. Dig it.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) There you go, Dom. Send me a message.